0: From the city of brotherly love, this is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser.
1: You did it again. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. As always, this episode is sponsored by our amazing sponsor, an SAP and Acumatica Gold partner, Stellar One Consultant. If your business is still running on QuickBooks, some antiquated solution, Access, Excel, something crazy like that, Mez90 even, you know, reach out to me, david at TrekBybiz.com or go to StellarOneConsultant.com and One.io, and we will hook you up. Now, let's get back to today's episode. What's it about? education and it's specifically on education in the tech space and that's what we're gonna be talking about so who do we have today None other than Professor Markley. Robert A. Markley Jr. has held the distinguished position of Latrobe Specialty Steel Sponsored Instructor in Business Administration at St. Vincent College for nearly two decades. With a wealth of knowledge, he has not only imparted knowledge onto his students, but has also demonstrated his entrepreneurial prowess by successfully launching and exiting three successful technology businesses. Beyond his professional achievements, he has found fulfillment in his personal life, being a devoted husband to his wife, Christina, and a proud father of two grown daughters. He has particularly enjoyed training almost 200 students over the past 15 years in SAP Business One and helping them launch their careers, including people that work with me, like my free sales agent, Derek Hill. So, hey, without further delay, let's bring the professor right on it's in business here. Strategy. Professor Markley, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend. You just became shark bait.
0: Thank you, David. Very, very nice to I'm very honored to be part of the show. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm excited to have our, our conversation.
1: Well, I'm excited because we don't have that many professors that come on from a college that specializes in what I do for a living with ERP. So having you on here, it's a great honor. So thank you so much for carving out the time. I know you're a very busy individual and coming on here means the most to me. So let's kick it off. You know, we have a tradition on the show, very first question I ask every single guest, okay? It doesn't matter how famous or infamous or non-famous they are. Uh, We ask the same question to every single person, okay? What's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? How'd you get there? Basically, in a nutshell, tell me what makes Professor Markley,
0: Professor Mark. Well, I'm I'm not a traditional professor, so I I uh, I have I, I sort of have an interesting background. When I was an undergrad, I started as a business major, but really loved technology. So back in the the early 1980s, I was a double major in business and computer science. Went on and got my MBA uh, at the University of Chicago, and and had fallen in through through some internships, fallen in love with uh, consulting. So I started my career uh, with Price Waterhouse in in their management consulting practice um, in 1987. Price Waterhouse, as in PwC? Well, prior to the C we were just price waterhouse uh, prior to the yeah prior to the C. yeah prior to the C. we actually while i was there arthur anderson and price waterhouse nearly merged so those were in the very very early days there were eight we actually used to joke there were the big eights so the eight accounting slash consulting firms i ended up interviewing I, I i think it was because of my my background i had that computer science and business background I interviewed at seven of the eight uh, big eight firms, all seven of them offered me jobs. I ended up, you know, it was a tough decision, but I ended up starting with Price Waterhouse. And it was really at Price Waterhouse that I got involved in enterprise resource planning, ERP work, um, 90, 91 timeframe, really early days. Um, we formed a, a group that was doing a lot of, uh, we, we called it mid-market, but was working with um, the Oracle Enterprise Resource Planning system, the Oracle ERP system, and I started. I started doing some of that work in the early '90s. Um, left Price Waterhouse. Loved the work I did there, but I was on the road 100% of the time. And eventually, you know, wanting to have a family, wanting to get married, I decided to get off the road. So I was working with a, a company that was in the process of, of implementing the Oracle ERP system, and I I went as an independent consultant for a, about a year assisting them. And then I met uh, during that project. I met uh, two uh, two other uh, one who worked for Oracle at the time, and one who worked for Westinghouse. And we formed a company, uh, Paragon Solutions, in 1994 that was focused on selling and implementing the Oracle ERP system in Western Pennsylvania. So we grew that firm to about 30 people. And Oracle at that point realized that they you know, weren't competing effectively in the middle market. So they uh, formed their Oracle, um, what they call their Oracle Dealer net network. And we we got one of the licenses for their Oracle dealer network to sell
1: essentially like a bar network or a partner network, uh, which a lot of the uh, ERPs out there use, right?
0: Exactly. Very early days of that. Um, And it was really to compete with SAP to compete with Microsoft and some of the other ERPs. So we we had uh, Western PA, uh, upstate New York and Southern Ohio as our region that we Sold Oracle in and consulted in. We grew those firms um, to around forty people between the two of them, and got a little bit uh, worried at the time about would we. Uh, we were approaching Y two K, and you know what was Y two K going to do to the ERP space? And so we, in, in hindsight, it was not a great decision. We got good money for it, but we could have grown, continued to grow the firm in 1998, beginning of
1: 1999. How did Y2K affect the ERP space? I mean, just out of curiosity.
0: So, I mean, I think it it gave a little spike in the 97, 98, 99 timeframes, but you know, by 2001, ERP was continuing to grow again. I mean, it probably pulled forward some of the demand just because there were some firms that instead of trying to fix their systems, you know, swapped them out and bought a new ERP system. But obviously, the market has continued to grow very rapidly. Uh, The firm that bought us, our firm was Cyber, which was a a large publicly traded, but they were mostly a staffing, IT staffing firm based out of Colorado. And they were trying to build out a platform of uh, packaged software companies, you know, to try to, so they would, in addition to having staffing, they would have more of a consulting presence. Ended up after a couple of years deciding that was not the direction they wanted to go. So I left um, cyber at the time. I left cyber and actually with, with a new partner reformed our old firm, we, we we came up with a new name called Corporate Solutions. So we formed Corporate Solutions, very similar thing: Oracle, JD Edwards, PeopleSoft, Consulting, um, mostly Western PA. That we had some customers um, around around the U.S. Grew that firm, uh, similar size. We were probably in the low thirty employees, low thirty consultants. And in uh, two thousand four, I had I'd kind of been burning out on on the industry at that point. So in 2004, I sold my equity part of the business out, and really what I did is I sold myself. That's why you're a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I sold myself out of a job is what ended up happening. Uh, and so by July of 2004, I was going to be done, and my wife is. <laughs> I, I I give a lot of the credit to my wife. My wife said. Bob, I don't want you staying home full time uh, and we needed health benefits. So I I love to talk. I love a captive audience. So she she suggested when I look into teaching. And since I do have a master's, I, I don't have a Ph.D. I'm not I'm not Dr. Markley, um, I decided to uh, reach out to some of the schools in in my area of Western P.A. And St. Vincent College, which is a fairly small liberal arts school, but has a really good business school, really good reputation in their business school, uh, needed someone to teach management and accounting information systems, required courses as part of the accreditation. So uh, since 2004, since the fall of 2004, I've been teaching here at St. Vincent College, so almost 20 years. And they're like in the Pittsburgh area? Yes, we're, we're just outside of Pittsburgh, about 40 miles uh, east of Pittsburgh. Um, so about an hour outside of the city um, in, in Westmoreland County. So
1: stupid question, Eagles or Steelers?
0: Yeah, Steelers. The Steelers, oh, great. I'm on the other end of that. I'm in Kelly. So the Steelers practice uh, in the summer, in. In July and August, they practice on our campus.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: It's crazy. So we're a school of under 2,000 students. There will be Saturdays and Sundays in July and August when there will be 10,000 people on our campus coming out to watch a Steelers practice.
1: That's how it used to be when the Eagles practiced, uh, I think up in Allentown at like Lehigh Valley School up there. Uh, or East End or wherever it was, uh, same thing as far as that goes. So one of the first questions I have for you, that's a great, amazing background, by the way. Uh, but one of the first questions I have for you, which I think is pretty important, is uh, how do you define ERP? Because I get asked this all the time. People ask, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I'm the VP of sales. And they're like, okay, BPSLs of what? And then I'm like, oh God, I gotta go down this rabbit hole. Um, and I'm like ERP. And they're like, okay, what's ERP? And I'm like, enterprise resource planning. And then they're like, okay, what's that? I'm like business management software for the back end. And then I usually, if I'm at a restaurant, I explain, like, imagine they have 15 different restaurants and they have the POSs and you got to and I give them an illustrated example like that. But is there a simpler way to explain that? And uh, how would you explain
0: it? Very similar, um, David. I I talk about how it's it's a business management system. It really manages the back end of the operations. You know, the accounting, the finance, the human resources, the procurement, and then in, in more complex businesses. It manages inventory. It man it it pl- helps planning. Um, helps with the planning of the manufacturing operations. Um, you know, I, I it is funny because uh, we use the tool because we teach SAP here now on campus, and we use that tool in recruiting. And it doesn't really help with students. What it helps with recruiting is the students' parents because they all you know, they're all working or many of them are working and they're working for companies that you know use SAP and they know how well paid those SAP uh uh employees and consultants are and, and how complex the software is um and critical to to business operations. So it it's been a it's been a good tool. I
1: would say SAP business one is complex, but it's complex to a degree. It depends how complex you want to make the software. Because I've had billion dollar companies buy the software and you're like, you know, they're a $3 billion company. Why do they want business one? But it's like, oh, well, we have all these external systems and we just need four different integrations and we need 10 financial users to process this. And it's been, you know, there's been unicorn cases like that, but um, I don't think it is as complex as a lot of other systems you know because you have a lot of small businesses that can be 10 user companies that are running in the cloud and if they get the proper training from right partner like our sponsor today stellar one consulting.com uh then with them you know you're able to pretty much be self-sufficient to where you're not being nickel and dined by the partner network like we talked about before, or as we call in the SAP war, world, VAR, which is value-added reseller.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I, when we looked at, uh, so I had worked with Oracle my entire career, and then in 2006, we, I wanted to bring an ERP system into the classroom here. So we initially approached Oracle, oracle said we had enough universities in our university alliance program so in 2007 2008 we joined the sap university alliance and what i loved was they had s4 hana uh, they they had a different name for it at the time and they had this brand new product that they were launching into university alliances called business one and i immediately took a look at it it was so simple to use and what i like is i i give my students about 15 minutes in mis so all all business students here on campus get um, uh, take management information systems during their sophomore year and MIS. And they have to, as part of that, I spend about two and a half, three weeks where they're actually doing transactions in business one. And, you know, if you work with S4 HANA, you would probably spend the entire semester just teaching them how to navigate in it. With business one, I spend 15 minutes.
1: Business one. Is so easy, it's so intuitive. I love the golden arrows, I love their new web client, all that stuff. I mean, they've made so many improvements, and this, and it's crazy because the software has been around for what about 20 or so years over 20 years, yeah. And, um, you know, SAP keeps investing into it. I mean, um, you know, it is a very, very good, solid. Solution as far as that goes. So with um, you going out there and teaching students where they're learning SAP Business One and doing transactions and stuff like that what kind of feedback do you get from the students people who i mean again they haven't been working in erp they're young uh for the most part i'm sure you get some older students every now and then too um but i mean you, you know you're you're working with younger people that maybe never taught touched erp in their life and they're doing these types of transactions what kind of feedback do you get from those students
0: great great question david because it's it, it, the str- struggle is not teaching the software, it's teaching the business processes. They're all so comfortable working with technology, you know navigating, clicking on buttons, figuring things out. but what they don't understand and what is hard to teach is the business processes. you know you know what a purchase order is, you know what a sales order is, you know what a production order means for them those are just words and you know until they 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 get some context, they actually get in there until they get okay. to see it so one of the things we do as part of the of the SAP Business One program this so we do take i generally take between a dozen and 20 students every year uh during their junior year and we train them we spend an entire semester training them on SAP Business One and i start that before the training even starts, we go out and visit one or two
1: businesses. Quick question, because you're talking about SAP Business One. Do you teach them just core SAP Business One or do you use like, for example, okay? I don't know any partner out there who, that unless for some crazy reason that it may be just financials or whatever, doesn't sell SAP Business One with uh, Boyum's uh, Business One usability package, or something similar to that, uh, where it gives you those tools and dashboards, stuff like that,
0: you teach them on both? Or is it strictly Business One? So it's it's, uh, up until five years ago, it was vanilla Business One, we do have a partnership with Boyum. OEM has provides us because again we're we're a university we have no money so they 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 do provide us with B one up we have B one up and they spend a module um a rosy coronado. and printing and delivery I, I assume no we just we just do B one up printing
1: delivery so are you doing Hana or SQL
0: SQL because we self host
1: okay okay so if you're doing SQL that makes sense if you're doing Hana my suggestion would be get the print and delivery in there because you know how in in the sequel version you have like the b1 mailer which um my understanding is doesn't work as good in the Hone version and that's where you need print and delivery to kind of fill those gaps it's really
0: just having the time david it, it, it's it's already we're
1: about hold on before before we go further you we were about to give a shout out to one of my most favorite people in the world
0: word No, rosie coronado <laughs> yes, Rosie does a great job. She spends a she spends a Rosie is incredible. Rosie is incredible. She spends an hour every semester with our students uh, 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 over Zoom, sort of walking them through how to use B One Up, and then they have an act. So the training is actually quite extensive. There's 16 modules. The last module is is sort of a, a, a the certification exam, but 15 modules worth of learning about ERP, and then learning a lot about business one and transactions and implementation. The last module, the 15th module of that is they learn about uh, B1UP and they have an exercise, almost all of these modules, they have an exam and an exercise that they have to complete before they're able to move on to the next module.
1: What about teaching them to think outside the box? Because, and I don't want to be disrespectful to any professional consultants out there but many of them are very square. So for example, we would be in in a sales cycle and a company will say, a business owner will be like, I need fixed assets, but he needs very, very basic fixed assets. And then, a consultant looks at it and they're like oh they need the 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 whole thing and it's like all of a sudden they're like we need a change order for an extra 150 hours you know i'm just throwing out a hypothetical number okay uh i'm exaggerating with that but uh we'll need a change order for that many hours um but in reality you know it could be done cheaper if you think outside of the box using the tools that are already within b1 plus the b1 up which is the as we explained the business one usability package from Boyum. um do you teach them how to think out of the box like that and come up with creative solutions that are more cost effective for for
0: the client? That's a great question because we do. So one of the, the there's two, we've written two case studies, the implementation case studies that are are very, very abbreviated implementations um, where we're trying to get the students to think creatively because there's lots of different ways. There's some tricks within the implementations that you know some of them see, some of them don't tend to see. Um, but they go through, so they, they and this is what's happening actually here in a few weeks. They go through a mock implementation of a test system, make a bunch, all of them make a bunch of mistakes. We run transactions through it. They realize there are mistakes. UAT? Yeah. Yeah. User acceptance testing. It's an abbreviated version. Okay.
1: So UAT for those, yeah, UAT that people don't know. It, uh, that basically is like a user acceptance testing where you're going in and you're testing the transactions and you're waiting to see if you get the desired results or if you have bugs. And if you have bugs, that's where you go back and fix it. But that's something that you typically do before you go live.
0: And they all go through that. Um, even in, I even now have marketing students uh, in the program, because a number of the, uh, the the business one value-added resellers around the country have hired these marketing students. And a, a really funny story there: one of the one of the partners had one of our interns, marketing intern, and they they were trying to prepare a, a brochure or you know a, a, some sort of an ad, and they needed to navigate to a, a couple of screens in Business One, and none of the marketing full-time marketing people knew how to log into Business One within turn went in and you know, boom 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 grabbed them screenshots and they were they were just blown away by the fact that you know this was a marketing student who was going to head down you know more of the, the the marketing path knew how to get in navigate do transactions in the software so
1: obviously I did not go to St Vincent College. I went to Penn State forgive me. But I'm a Penn State grad, David. There you go. We got that in common. But I went for information sciences and technology instead of a traditional business degree. Why? Not because I wanted to be a developer programmer. I mean, I understand code. I can program. I can code. I still play with Raspberry Pis and stuff like that. I do it, you know, just for fun whenever I'm bored. But um, one of the things that uh, I decided early on was, you know, if I'm going out looking for a good tech job, I'd rather have a tech degree so that way I can explain the tech for uh, to an unsophisticated or even a sophisticated customer in detail, the level that they need to be. Whereas if I went for a business management degree to be able to do sales. I kind of viewed that as valueless, and that's where I, I think I made the right choice. What's your opinion on the decision I made?
0: No, I I, and again, that, that was what sort of differentiated me before before there was an IST degree, before there was an MIS degree. Um, I think that the, the fact that I had a, both a business degree, so I understood what a debit and a credit and marketing, finance, but I also had a computer science degree. So I had learned as part of my undergrad, I learned nine different programming languages and, you know, ne- never did much of any programming. Actually, SQL was really about the only programming that I ever did in my career. But, um, you know, I think the fact that I had that foundation, I always said that made me much more. And that's the that, that is a, the exact pitch, David, I use to the students here is most of these are business students, but this is your entry point into the technology field. You know, you'll have a tech, a technology skill set as well as your understanding of, you know, most companies are investing in tech to solve a business problem. You'll have that better understanding of business. But you'll also have that that technology background by completing the SAP Business One program. I think one of the the, the and I, I want to make sure and I get this out here because this was, you know, really what's been transformational for me in my almost 20 years here at St. Vincent College was we started this SAP program, um, fifth. Or the, I guess this is its 16th year, and. Um, I've had a number of students reach out to me over the years. So uh, we've trained almost 200 students on SAP Business One. Um, 127 students have attended some of the SAP conferences. We've had about 140 internships. And right now we've got about 85 uh, alumni working somewhere in the SAP ecosystem. But a number of them have reached out to me and said, you know, this 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 was life changing, having the opportunity to go through this. You know, I'm I'm doing financially much better than I would. I'm able I've been able to pick where I live. I've been able to, you know, maybe work, work more flexibly, work part time, you know, whatever. Mobile,
1: all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's been incredible. And that was actually going to be my next question to you. Like the student success rate as far as your program and how that goes, which you've
0: started to explain there, but uh, please feel free to go into more detail. Yeah, well, so we again, it, we started this the initial couple of years. You know, we we had to be very careful. So I mean, we started training students in 2008. Those first couple of years, we went very slow with just very small cohorts of students because we weren't sure of what the demand was going to be, and you know we were still sort of developing the training. E one still kind of was newer at that point. Yeah, it was. It was business one was catching on pretty fast, but and, and actually, it was initially Manfred Weiss. If you, if you know Manfred, was the channel manager for SAP at the time. He it was really his idea when we started teaching it in the curriculum, he said, you know, we we have partners that just can't find any young talent. Would you be willing, you know, to partner with SAP? They actually sent the initial trainers out to, to tr- help help me, because I didn't know the product that well, to help me train the students. After a couple of years, I was able to transition into that role and, and finish the training. But, uh, you know, it, uh, I've exposed over 2,000 students to SAP now through Management Information System and as i said i've trained almost 200 and you know almost 100 of them now are working somewhere in the SAP. you know and that's that could be for sap itself for sap value-added resellers and a lot of them have now gone on and work are working for sap customers
1: right 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 so i have one final optica funny question for you before we get your details and uh, that is, how awesome is Stellar One and how have
0: they supported your students? Absolutely great, great uh, uh, question. Um, Stellar One, I believe now has the most alumni of, of any of the SAP Business One partners working for them. Uh, they have some of their earliest graduates of our program. And they just actually, uh, earlier this week, uh, hired one one of the students that will be graduating from the program here come come may of 2024 so including derek right derek derek is a graduate sarah is a graduate cammy's a graduate of the program um rj kenna is a student as an alum that they're about so
1: anybody that reaches out uh to us as far as you know you're looking at the sap business one solution and you want a demo from us uh you know, you're going to meet Derek Kyle, who is our uh, pre-sale solution architect who comes in, he'll do your discovery, and then he will uh, give you a demo. And the dude is incredible. So Derek, see, I'm giving you a shout out live on the podcast because I know you listen to every single episode, uh, but uh, he learned uh, a lot from uh, the professor here and actually connected both of us. So I'm grateful for it.
0: And David, I've learned a lot from Derek. Um, So Derek, he's not able to do it this year, but we run this, uh, this workshop um typically in in mid-December Derek I believe has been back for seven or eight of those workshops he's helped me he was my work study and he's come back and helped because it's a it's a big undertaking there's you know f- as many as 15 students in there they're all trying to work in the software so I typically have some work studies and some alumni of the program come back and help me and and Camlin Davis who's a uh alumni of the program and works for Stellar One is as since Derek wasn't able to this year. Uh, she's coming on campus and, and helping me with the, that through over those those three days.
1: And everybody named that Seller one, I know, and I will tell you personally, I will vouch for them. They are incredible, amazing people. Love them all.
0: One other I need to. We need to call out one other. Oh, I almost forgot. Ben Grossi. So Ben Ben is, I believe, doing the no no coding work for, for Stellar One. It has also come on campus to help me out, and, and it is an alumni of, of the program also.
1: That's great to hear. Great to hear. Thank you for calling out all those Stellar One people. I'm sure Stellar One is going to be thrilled with that. So... Uh, With all that, hey, thank you so much for coming on. You shared your knowledge, you shared the program that you have at St. Vincent College. So, anybody looking to get into ERP or anybody that needs ERP, please reach out to me, reach out to uh, Robert, uh, Professor Barkley, you know, reach out to either one of us, and uh, we'll definitely get you hooked up in the right place. But please, uh, Professor, Tell us, how can people contact you, the university? Like, where do you want them to reach out in case they have questions?
0: So I'm really active on LinkedIn. So Robert Markley um, on, on LinkedIn, M-A-R-K-L-E-Y, um, is probably the best way to connect with me. Um i we do we we teach we teach we work with linkedin we we uh educate our students on how to use linkedin because again in in the sap business one space that seems to be a really good tool for networking for you know identifying job opportunities and and i think from an educational standpoint there's a lot of good information and education available on linkedin um so uh, that that would probably be the best way you can we have a lot of posts out there to learn about our program as well as if you're interested or wanting to connect with me.
1: Okay, and we'll have a direct link uh, down to St. Vincent College uh, right below the post. Is that good?
0: That's perfect also. Yeah, stvincent.edu.
1: Yep, we'll have uh, stvincent.edu right down below the description on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you watch or listen to the show, you'll be able to find it. You all know this by now. Hey, Professor Markley, thank you so much for your time. Very grateful that you came on. And you, my friend, you are a true rock star.
0: (laughs) Thank you, David. And I I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, sir. Cheers.
1: Wow. That was an incredible chat with Professor Markley, wasn't it? Like, love the dude he is incredible he is so intelligent really it was incredible thank you again professor markley first you all know the routine if you found this interview helpful if it gave you those warm and fuzzies do me a favor hit that like button smash that subscribe button because you know shark bite biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small business and if you really want to help us out share us out to your friends your colleagues your family wherever you dwell. In the interwebs, I don't care. I'm platform agnostic. Just share us out. I'd love to see nothing more than St. Vincent's College, SAP Business One, and Professor Markley out there trending with Shark Bite Biz. Now let's get back to the real rock star of this show, Professor Markley. Hey, awesome stuff, Professor Markley, and thank you for coming on, sharing your expertise, and really thank you for helping this younger generation join great. Companies Like Stellar One Consulting, my company, where I work as the VP of Sales, and getting into an old-school technology like ERP, especially with SAP Business One. That is incredible. Thank you so much. You rock. You are the true rock star of everything, sir. And thank you again for coming on. Question of the day. What's your take on ERP? Leave a comment down below in the comments on YouTube or on Spotify. Do you want to be in the show? We're scheduling in uh, season eight, uh, which starts in January. Interviews at SharkBiteBiz.com. Please don't forget if you're watching on YouTube, you can join three dollars a month. Uh, you know, every dollar in is every dollar we put out on production, on advertisements, all that stuff. So every penny counts in making this show successful. And also, once again. Again, a shout out to our sponsor, Stellar One Consulting. You heard about them a million times during this show today, but StellarOneConsulting.com, StellarOne.io, whether you're looking at SAP Business One, whether you're looking at Acumatica, just getting off the antiquated system or non-functional system like NetSuite that you're running on now. Just hit us up and we'll help you break through the barriers preventing your growth. You all know this by now, but I'll say once again, I'm David Strauser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers.
0: You've just experienced Shark Bite Biz with Dave Strouser. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the show to help us spread the word about personal, professional, and business growth. Want to be on the show? Send an email to interviews at
1: sharkbitebiz.com. Special shout out to our sponsor, an SAP
0: and Acumatica gold partner, Stellar Wand. Get off QuickBooks, automate businesses' processes and have your business reach the stars. (laughs) StellarOneConsulting.com or reach out to the show. Till next episode.